Hello and welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode we're talking about Lake Ontario UFOs. That's correct, Lake Ontario UFOs. Now I'll put a link at both the ko-fi.com site and the Buy Me A Coffee website. If you have trouble finding those sites, you can always go to Spotify and there's links at my profile there that you can connect to. As always, thanks to the folks that support the program at all three places, Spotify, Ko-Fi, and Buy Me A Coffee. It really helps. And while you're listening to the program, go ahead and hit the like, subscribe, follow button because that doesn't cost a dime. Now, this first article that we're looking at comes to us from Toronto.com. Its title says, New Market Man Claims to Have Spotted UFO at Oshawa Harbor. Looks like it's written by Stephanie Swinson. Uh, originally, it was written July 9th, 2016, but it says it's updated March 13th, 2023. It's got a pretty cool picture here of a big cargo ship and what looks to me like a flying saucer just suspended uh, not that far away from this ship. It says, Daniel Kustashen claims to have seen a UFO hovering over the waters of Lake Ontario at the Oshawa Harbor on the morning of July 22, 2016. Daniel Kushman photo. Yeah, pretty cool picture. Goes on to tell us this. It says Daniel Kustashin said he had a bad feeling like he was about to enter a haunted house when he showed up to the gates of Oshawa Harbor on June 22nd around 9:30 a.m. alone to pick up some metal rebar for a company he drives transport for. Quote: I felt very uncomfortable all of a sudden. Said Newmarket resident, "It felt like someone was watching me." Mr. Kutcherson said he checked his surroundings, looking left, then right, and that's when he saw the object hovering over the waters of Lake Ontario. He managed to snap a couple of photos with his camera before it took off into the sky. After I saw it, I couldn't sleep for days. I had mixed feelings inside me, he explained. I felt dreadful. Mr. Kutcherson described what he saw as a black object that was a disc shape. There were no lights, no sounds, nothing, he said. The UFO was far from the harbor. It was far in the distance. It's, it must have been huge then because the thing looks pretty good sized in this picture. And it's, it does look kind of a, has a dark underside, but it almost has a silver uh, collar to it. It looks like a classic flying saucer to me. He said he has always been a believer that UFOs exist and thinks he has seen them before, but this time was different. I had never been close enough to see it and get proof. I was hoping it'd take me, but it didn't that day, he joked. Hopefully, the men in black don't show up at my door. And kind of an odd comment. First off, um, photographic evidence, all this kind of stuff, it's its never proof, but it is evidence, okay? And, and then we have to weigh the evidence to decide whether or not it's... Um, valid or not. Uh, the word proof is thrown around a lot. We haven't proved anything yet, but there's lots of evidence. At the beginning of the article, he talks about how he had this kind of foreboding feeling like he was walking into a haunted house. It was almost as if his spidey senses were picking up on this thing. Maybe these weren't the good guys. Maybe these were the baddies. But then at the end of the article, he says, I was hoping it would take me, but it didn't that day. I'm not sure why you'd want to go with a, you know, with an entity or craft, whatever, uh, when you had these kind of negative feelings just before it showed up. But the picture is really convincing. Uh, yeah, check it out on Ko-Fi or buy me a coffee. It's really cool looking. Originally taken back in 2016. A kind of a gray over class, over overcast day right there. Uh, classic 
UFO shape, kind of a dark color on the bottom, kind of a silver on top. The image seems a little diffuse, but that could be because, like you said, it was so far off in the distance. But I'm telling you something, this thing takes up, I don't know, if this freighter is, you know, a couple hundred feet long, 300 feet long, this thing's got to be at least, if it was on top of it, it would be 40, 50 feet across. And if it's out over on, you know, kind of far out in the lake somewhere, I mean, this thing could be the size of a football field. It's really neat looking, but good picture there. Now, the next article that we're looking at comes to us from globalnews.ca, globalnews.ca. It says, strange things out there inside Lake Ontario's Bermuda Triangle. And this is written by Max Harston, Harsthorn, dated August 28, 2021. Talking a little bit more about not just UFOs and stuff, but some of the weird shipwrecks they've had up there and uh, airplane disappearances. It says, when experienced amateur pilot Ron Scott set out from Picton Airport in a Cessna 172 in the summer of 1975, there was no reason to suspect trouble. The sky was clear, the wind was calm, it was perfect weather for a short pleasure flight over the shores of Prince Edward County. But as his plane made its way over Prince Edward Point, the peninsula at the county's southeastern tip, something unnerving began to happen. Without any sign of turbulence, the plane banked sharply to one side and locked itself in that position. It was as if an invisible giant took hold of the wings, says Scott. I could not straighten it out. Without the ability to counter, Scott feared that his plane would flip over entirely and fall into a spin, which at 1,000 feet would have been tough to pull out of. His plane began to right itself after about 10 seconds. Then the same thing happened with the other wing. Somehow, despite all the mid-air chaos, Scott was able to make it down safely, though he was understandably rattled. It shakes you up a bit. Like what just happened, Scott, 46 years later, still wonders. Yeah, just flying along and all of a sudden this plane starts doing things on its own like it's being toyed with. He has flown in just about every kind of weather imaginable, but he has no explanation for what occurred that day. It was just totally weird, says Scott. I've experienced nothing like that ever before or since, and I've never heard of anything like that. There are strange things out there. His story is hardly an isolated tale. At nearly the same spot in 1952, Royal Canadian Air Force pilot Barry Allen Newman plummeted from 20,000 feet into the lake in a P-51 fighter. His body was never recovered. These days, Prince Edward County is best known to visitors for its sandy beaches and up-and-coming wineries, but there is a much darker side to the region that few sightseers ever learn about. Dubbed the Marysburg Port Vortex, or alternately the Graveyard of Lake Ontario, the small stretch of water off the shores of Prince Edward County has for centuries played host to shipwrecks, airplane mishaps, strange sightings, and mysterious disappearances. Global News has identified at least 270 and as many as 500 ships that met their watery end in this part of the lake, and at least 40 planes have met a similar grisly fate in and around these shores. A far higher concentration of shipwrecks and plane crashes than can be found in the famous Bermuda Triangle in the North Atlantic Ocean. On May 28, 1889, the schooner Bavaria. On May 28, 1889, the schooner Bavaria entered the final stretch of its journey, hauling timber from Toledo, Ohio, to Garden Island near Kingston, Ontario. The vessel was part of a trio of ships, under tow by a steam barge. No sooner did the boats round the edge of Prince Edward County when they were caught in what Captain Anthony Malone of the barge described in the paper as a living gale. Unable to withstand the force of the heavy winds 
and mountainous seas, the tow line snapped, sending the, sending the Barvaria careening into one of the other schooners. Fearing the worst, Malone circled his ship back to the Bavaria to offer assistance, but there was no one there to assist. The Bavaria appeared to still be in working condition, but the entire crew, including Captain John Marshall, was missing. Even more mysterious was when the ship ran aground at a nearby island. It was found to be entirely undamaged, save for a missing lifeboat. Everything in the cabin is dry. Even a pan of bread set in the oven to bake is still there, wrote Kingston, the daily British Whig. The Oswego Daily Palladium noted that Captain Marshall was a good man and one not likely to act rashly or without thought. What possessed a captain and his crew to jump ship in the middle of a terrible storm? Since Barvaria was carrying timber, it was never at risk of sinking. If the crew had simply stayed on board, investigators concluded, everyone would have been safe. In total, eight men and women disappeared that day, and their bodies were never recovered. It was as if they had fallen through a crack in the lake, to borrow a common phrase in the Great Lakes shipping lore. Yeah, you would have thought that the bodies would have washed up on the lake. I mean, it's not like it's out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean or something. That's weird. It's almost like they were just abducted. Very strange. The tragic fate of Bavaria's crew is one of dozens of mysterious tales from the eastern shores of Lake Ontario that are documented in Hugh Cochran's 1980 book, Gateway to Oblivion. The locals were aware of the strange stories that came out of this area, he says. And then he goes on and says, but it was the but, Coch but it was Cochrane who came up with the name the Marysburg Vortex. The Vortex is generally thought to encompass the eastern part of Lake Ontario, bounded by Prince Edward Sound on the west, Kingston to the east, and Oswego, New York to the south. So what you have is a regular just hot spot there for all sorts of weird stuff, UFO sightings, shipwrecks, uh, airplane uh, mishaps, as they say. The mysterious region, it says, includes and gets its name from the southern tip of Prince Edward County, historically, historically known as Maryburg Township. That name took on a life of its own, says Kalaga. It became a code for anything that didn't quite go right in your life, like I'm late for work. Sorry, I got lost in the vortex. Yeah, it does seem sometimes the word's a little bit overused, but I think in this case, it's appropriate. Uh, somewhere between 5,000 and 8,000 shipwrecks in the in the Great Lakes. Well, it can be dangerous there, but there's also just so many strange things happening in this area, especially here around Lake Ontario with these ships disappear or people off the ships disappear. It has listed, it says the Bavaria 1889 drifted into Gallo Island during a storm. Ship ship intact but crew was missing 1900 the picton it says disappeared in a storm between rochester and kingston no remains save a mysterious message in a bottle that was washed up on shore that's why i don't get i mean they're lost at sea you think the bodies would come to the top i mean you wouldn't think the body would just float to the bottom of the lake and that would be the end of it you think that at least one body would have washed back up on the shore somewhere we have one from HMS Speedy at 1804 says, Sink in a storm off Presqu'ile Peninsula in a route to a high-profile trial and execution. 20 dead, including several major political figures. And it just goes on has quite a few more listed here. All these strange things happening here on Lake Ontario. It also has some uh, UFO accounts here. It says, One of the things Prince Edward County resident Sidwells recalls most vividly when he first moved there was the shimmering black sky. I used to drive out at night just to sit and look at the stars, he says. It was absolutely magnificent. You could just touch the stars. It was during one of these nights in 1986 out on the deck at a dinner party in South Bay. 
when Wells saw something he had never seen before. I saw this object just hovering, and it was a diamond shape. It was twirling in the shape of a diamond. Wells rushed back inside to grab the other guest. I said, hey, come on, get out on the deck here. You've got to see this. For what I felt like an eternity, in reality, only a few minutes, the guests stared in awe at the glowing white mass that hung over the lake close to the horizon. We knew we were watching something very special. Then, as if someone had flipped a switch, it was gone. For Wells, now 76, the experience was life-changing, and it spurred an ongoing interest in ufology. He would go on to witness at least a half a dozen more strange sightings over the years in Prince Edward County. I don't believe in conspiracies at all, but I believe in things happening that there, are no, that there are no explanations for, and we need to find out explanations, he says. Wells isn't the only area resident to see something over the lake that they can't explain. During the course of reporting, Global News came across two previously undocumented accounts of UFO sightings from local fishermen. On November 14, 2017, pilots on a Toronto-bound Porter Airlines flight from Ottawa noticed a large, unidentified airborne object directly in their plane's flight path, 9,000 feet over Lake Ontario. The pilots jerked the plane into a dive to narrowly avoid a mid-air collision, giving two flight attendants minor injuries. The Transportation Safety Board has yet to figure out what the pilots saw that day, but they don't believe it was a drone. We have no idea, a TSB investigator told CTV News. It says many fantastic sightings on Lake Ontario have clear explanations. A weather phenomenon known as thermal inversion can cause ships and even entire landmasses to appear upside down, or in some cases as if they're floating in the air. Typically, the higher you go on elevation, the cooler it gets. Sometimes, however, the air at ground level can cool more quickly than the air at higher elevations. This creates what meteorologists call a thermal inv inversion and can have some bizarre optical effects. Light hitting the warm waters on, of the atmosphere will curve downward due to refraction, and this can make distant objects loom high above the horizon. The inversions can be a regular occurrence on the Great Lakes, says Global News meteorologist Ross Hole. It's all about temperature contrast, and we live in a part of the world that sees frequent air mass changes during each season. On August 16, 1894, residents of Buffalo, New York, woke up to the site of Toronto hovering high over the horizon. According to a Scientific American article posted later that year, despite being located more than you know, 60 miles to the south, Buffaloans were treated to a panoramic view of the Toronto skyline in immaculate detail. Even the church spires could be counted with the greatest of ease, the Scientific American article said. Kilo 2 has witnessed the effects of a thermal inversion in the Marisburg vortex firsthand. The difference is, of course, we know that we know that there are uh, temperature inversions that can cause optical illusions, but that's not the same thing as seeing a, a spacecraft or a flying saucer uh, just post itself, you know, out over the lake. A little, a little bit different thing. I really find it interesting these cases in Ontario because the people just report them so matter-of-factly, and. Yes, there are cases of uh, temperature inversions, which creates some strange images, but that's, you know, it's real, but it's a different thing than what people are seeing as far as these UFOs are concerned. Now, let's go on here to this next article, and then we'll finish up. Now, I want to finish up with this last article from southeasternontario.ca. It seems like when we talk about uh, certain areas sometimes where there's repeated UFO sightings, there also frequently is other paranormal strange stuff happening. 
in that area. And they often will use the word triangle to describe this geographical, you know, place where these strange things are happening at. And this article is from, like I said, southeasternontario.ca. The title says, The Strangest Mysteries of Southeastern Ontario. It's by Roseanne Lake. And she goes on, she says, have you heard of these uh, mysteries? And the first one on the list is the local Bermuda Triangle. Did you know that a stretch of water near Prince Edward County is awash in mystery? A small stretch of water off the shores of Prince Edward County has played host to shipwrecks, airplane mishaps, strange sightings, even disappearances, known as the Marysburg Vortex. It got some media attention over the summer when Global News identified more than 300 ships that have met their watery end there. Also, at least 40 airplanes have plummeted into the water. Altogether, that's a higher concentration of shipwrecks and planes that have crashed in the legendary Bermuda Triangle. So it just gives you an idea of how much uh, really negative kind of stuff's going on there. I'm taken back to the comments of that first uh, experience you made when he said he felt like he was walking into a haunted house just before he saw that UFO. They tell us the St. Lawrence and Kingston area has long since been known for sightings of sea serpent type creatures. Thousand Islands Life magazine notes that a sea serpent was documented numerous times in the mid-1800s on the state side of the St. Lawrence River across from Ganoke. Could it be the same one that got to be famous around Kingston? Between 1833 and 1933, there were hundreds of sightings of sea serpent near Kingston and Lake Ontario. It even earned the fabled creature a nickname of Kingsty. Stories swirled about the snake-like beast at least 40 feet long with a, ride al with a ridge along its back and sharp teeth. Almost all people who saw the serpent said they thought it was a log floating on the surface of the water until it started to move. In 1913, the steamer America was reportedly sailing around Bells Point at the head of Wolf Island when the passengers and crew spotted a large creature which they guessed to be almost 20 feet long. The stories have long since faded into lore, but the newspaper articles at the time heightened fears so much that ladies refused to even dip their toes into the water to avoid an imagined attack. There must have been some long summers. Well, you know, sometimes we have cryptids associated with these UFO sightings and encounters, and I wonder if that's not what's going on there. It says, years later, a mammoth fish of a different sort was apparently hooked in the Bay of Quinte area. In the book, The Strange Tale, The Strange But True Tales from Eastern Ontario, it notes that in 1952, a father and son duo were fishing in the Bay of Quint area and reeled in a giant stur sturgeon weighing in at more than 200 pounds, measuring seven and a half feet. Well, we always hear about the sturgeons whenever somebody reports a sea serpent or something strange in the water. Seven and a half feet is not 20 feet. And now we're going to talk a little bit about UFOs here. It says UFOs and SEO. Back in 1915, the 1000 Islands region had a UFO invasion that is largely unexplained. According to the Historical Society of Ottawa, and as historically reported in The Globe on February 14th of that year, Brockville's mayor, Alan Donaldson, and three police officers saw two aircraft passing over the St. Lawrence River and moving in the direction of Ottawa. As they moved across the river, they dropped fireballs into the water. Then a third and fourth flying machine passed over Brockville. The mayor of Genica had heard two unknown aircraft overhead two just moments before. They prompted Mayor Donaldson to report to the Prime Minister Robert Borden, telling of the unidentified aircraft crossing the St. Lawrence and heading toward Ottawa. Borden leaped into action as only six months previously, Canada became involved 
in the First World War and local tensions were high. The chief of the Dominion Police ordered the lights of Parliament Hill extinguished and blinds drawn in the city for fear of an air raid. In the following days, it came to light that celebrations across the border had set off fireworks with fire balloons. However, the public stayed skeptical. Now, this to me really sounds sketchy. I mean, really, for one thing, fire balloons, not a good idea up there in Canada with all this timber around. I mean, well, what a great way to start a fireball. If people were actually doing that, well, shame on them. It says, according to the book, Mysteries, Mysteries of Ontario Tales soon came east from north of Toronto about hovering aeroplanes over residential areas and from Guelph about three soundless lights passing over the agricultural college on the same day as the Brockville sightings. You know, what I see here is even back in 1915, so sure they'd heard of the Zeppelin and the, you know, the very old airplanes, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about UFOs having been sighted. And then it's crazy. 1915, they get the parallel narrative cranked out. Oh, well, that was somebody from across the lake uh, sending up fire balloons. Well, these guys saw it, said they saw UFOs dropping fireballs into the lake. Okay. It's kind of like today. Oh, well, those are weather balloons. Those are hobby balloons. Those are drones flying around the airport in the path flight of passenger airplanes. It's just as stupid to do that as it is to release a fire balloon over a heavily forested area. So, I don't know, man. It, sometimes sometimes the stories they come up with, you're thinking, well, which is worse, to have an unexplained UFO sighting or to have some uh, c complete uh, mental midget out there endangering the lives of hundreds of people on an airplane or thousands of people by causing a forest fire? You know, what, what we're up against. It's amazing. Well, it goes on. It has a few more stories that really aren't related to what we're talking about. But I find it interesting that so oftentimes when we have these unexplained UFO hotspots, there's so much other uh, weird and cool, wonderful stuff that happens around there. Just like with here, you know, I guess I wouldn't be, want to be uh, in, a, in a ship uh, going through this little particular stretch of water or maybe flying through it with an airplane. But you kind of get an idea that this thing is not just a UFO hotspot, but a paranormal hotspot up there on Lake Ontario. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.